Welcome to the Military OneSource podcast. Military OneSource is an official program of the Defense Department with tools, information, and resources to help families navigate all aspects of military life. For more information, visit militaryonesource.mil. Hi, Bruce Moody with you on the Military One Source podcast. I'm talking today with Rose Anderson. Uh, Rose is a colleague and a program analyst with the Office of Military Family Readiness Policy. And Keith Tidball, he is Assistant Director of Cornell Cooperative Extension at Cornell University, serving as the Principal Investigator for the OneUp Community Capacity Building Team. Today, we're discussing OneUp and its 2022 Military Family Readiness Academy. Welcome to the both of you. Thanks very much, Bruce. Great to be with you. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's great to have you with us today. This is really interesting work uh, because although this is an academy for service providers, it's really important to understand the lengths to which we go, frankly, to provide a system of support around military families. So part of that system includes something called OneUp. And Keith, if you could kind of just explain to us what OneUp is, and from there, that allows us to kind of pivot into talking about the Military Family Readiness Academy. Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, I am Keith Tidball. I'm, I'm from Cornell University's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources and Environment is, is where I'm a faculty member. And I say that because Cornell University is a, a land-grant university, and land-grant universities have cooperative extension systems or services. And the OneOp is, a, I think, a, an incredibly unique and useful force multiplier in, in the space of military families because OneOp features cooperative extension across this nation and utilizes its uh, expertise and its unique networks to work with military families practitioners to develop programming for military family practitioners, those service providers you mentioned, and to do that in a way that brings evidence-based literature review, science, the best technologies, the best approaches to uh, educational delivery to those service providers, both on installations and you know those serving are geographically dispersed. So OneOp is this interesting amalgamation of of land-grant university expertise and cooperative extension uh, experts and practitioners brings them to the fight, frankly, brings them to the military family readiness equation, if you will. And I'm, I've been involved in that uh, OneOp, which was formerly known as the Military Families Learning Network, for about eight years. And um, and the reason I'm involved in it is because I have uh, I'm a veteran myself and I have a background in working with uh, not only military families, but uh, but veterans um, as far as, you know, their their transitions and community capacity is is concerned. So that's one up. And, and you know, I, I would love to hear Rose's perspective on that from from where she sits, uh, you know, over over at, in DOD. Thank you, Keith. Um, yes. Uh, so OneOp is a um, Department of Defense and Department of Agriculture partnership. And as uh, Keith just shared, they offer the research base and evidence-informed resources to service providers. And the way they do this is through live webinars and virtual learning events and podcasts and, and so much more. In my current position as a DOD program manager for this project, 
I get to work with all these great people, uh, faculty and staff from land grant universities, partners such as Keith and a team of DOD subject matter experts um, as well. Who They all work together. They all collaborate to create this great programming that covers a full spectrum of family service subject areas. And it's relevant to the work of the providers to support the overall military community. So all these resources that we're going to talk about today can help you as service providers build up on the skills that you have to be better prepared to address the needs of military families. So let's let's uh, let's break that up into two things. So there's the the uh, the focus of the training uh, of the series this time around, and then you know when it's going to be, where it's going to be, um, and uh, how people will, will link into it, but. Uh, the series this year, the focus is family well-being, navigating the social justice landscape. Who would like to take that? Who would like to explain what this title is about? I know that we're going to be talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion um, because our military is so diverse. Keith and Rose, can you each have a turn at explaining what this uh, series is all about? I'll go first. Um, and. Thank you, Bruce, for, for bringing that up. So with the Military Family Readiness Academy, it's it's an annual programming uh, series that um, every year covers one multidisciplinary uh, topic that we further dissect and build uh, programming around for service providers to go to take a deeper dive in um, a complex issue that military families may be faced with. And as you mentioned, this year's series is called Family Wellbeing, Navigating the Social Justice Landscape. And this series will focus on an individual's understanding of social justice and equity, and it will help um, service providers locate social justice in their work. Um, within the the family service provision. I think Keith, as one of our authors for one of our courses that will be offered, may um, bring some different perspectives to and help us um, share with us how they came to uh, the courses that were developed. Keith? Sure, Rose. Uh, you know, so the Military Families Readiness Academy is is the sort of culminating activity or or series of presentations for one op. Um, you know, during the rest of the year, there are a handful of concentration areas within one op, such as family transitions, nutrition, the one I'm uh, in charge of, which is community capacity building, and so on. But this, uh, the MFRA, or the Military Family Readiness Academy, is this opportunity for us all to come together around a topic, as Rose mentioned, and really drill down on it. This year, for the first time, we're doing that in an asynchronous sort of learning environment, having learned you know, the lessons of the pandemic and so forth. Uh, and, and hopefully, that will make this uh, programming available to, to many more people. The focus is on diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility because we recognize that there are a number of mandates coming from from the highest levels uh, in in our government right now having to do with uh, a focus on that in the military context. And also because we recognize that as, as many of the senior leaders in the Department of Defense and all the branches are recognizing that total force fitness requires coherence. You can't have cognitive dissonance around 
subjects uh, and still be fit and still be ready to meet the challenges of the battle space, whatever that is. And, and military families need to be on board with total force fitness and this notion of, of fitness. So the diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility focal area is an opportunity for us to help practitioners navigate this space. This is uh, interesting territory. There are some risks. There are vulnerabilities when engaging in this. There are various cultural values and cultural narratives that have to be understood in order to put forward the best educational product that we can. And in order to help provide for military families and their service members, again, evidence-based information and resources so that they can experience the kind of clarity of mind and the clarity of, of practice that they need as practitioners to help families and help their service members navigate the, the sort of social justice uh, landscape. So when we talk about social justice, it's pretty clear to understand the tie between that and the health and well-being of the individual. What's interesting about this course, and I'd like you to talk about it, is the degree to which that concept is brought down to the individual level. In other words, you know, you're identifying strategies for what an individual has the capacity to do on a one-to-one basis uh, with regard to social justice and the well-being of military families. Can you explain that a little bit to us? I, I think that the... Um the idea is if, if practitioners aren't well-versed and haven't actually done the work themselves you know, in the space of diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility as it relates to the unique cultures of the military and of military families, if those practitioners haven't done the work themselves, they are not going to be in a position to actually provide the kind of service and be of assistance and, and engage those military families and their service members to their own satisfaction, never mind to you know the broader goal of family readiness. So the individual approach is required to get us all on the same page in terms of understanding why this focus is important and how it is that it has to be treated, has to be shaped, how those narratives have to be thoughtful in order for there not to be more cognitive dissonance instead of less. Clearly, the, the goal of the military is pretty straightforward. We understand across the branches, you know, what, what our jobs are, what, what the mission is. And we also understand that, you know, it's all about teamwork. It's all about having the capacity to work together, link up arms, see the unified vision of the commander and execute. And the diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility portfolio is a way to enhance that ability uh, and to ameliorate any unnecessary conflict or a cognitive dissonance around that space that is injected via political discourses, via other cultures um, that are colliding with the military culture, which is about, you know, out of many, one, you know, e pluribus unum. Uh, so, so that's that's the reason, Bruce, for for starting, you know, at the individual level, and then allowing that to be applied further out in terms of who who we provide service to. So, Keith, if I if I can add to that too, so with the academy, the goal is to provide an opportunity, like you mentioned, it, to the service providers, to opportunity to broaden their knowledge and help you be more. For this, in this case, more comfortable with this topic, we we all acknowledge this can be a topic that it's a little uncomfortable to talk about. But with the academy, with the series, 
we hope to help you identify service providers, identify barriers that may impact a family's health and well-being. So we, we will get walk out of this academy series with a broadened awareness of opportunities that may exist within your actual work to assist service members. And again, Keith said it, we can do this alone. This is a, a network, an integrated network of support that helps the, to support military service members and their families. I, I do see the need. You know, it, this is one of those topics that really demands the sharing of perspectives and also the scholarship on that topic and, and really what to do in these situations. So let's get down to the specifics, though. This, is, this academy is getting started June 1st. So tell us, uh, um, Rose, where this academy is taking place uh, and who can attend and how, how long does it go on? Yes, of course, Bruce. So um, the Academy series will kick off on 1 June. For this, what we're excited about this time is that it is a month long of learning opportunities. Um, as we said earlier, the courses are offered asynchronously. So on demand, you can take them at your leisure throughout the month of June. Um, but starting on 1 June, I would like to invite everyone to attend the kickoff event and we will provide you the link to the registration because you have to RSVP so you can get the link to attend the kickoff event um, on 1 June at 11 o'clock. If you attend, you will get all the information you need on how to register for the courses and we'll talk about the courses as well. And in addition to the courses, we will have two live sessions, live panel sessions on June 15th and June 29th that uh, you can register to attend. And this will be a great opportunity to talk with the course authors like Keith and ask them questions about the courses. So um, I would encourage all of you to sign up for the live panel discussions. In addition, I do want to say we want you to attend these courses throughout the month of June. But after June, these courses will also be accessible through the event page, through our archived materials. Bruce, I also wanted to share um, who this is for. So... The Academy series is open to all family service providers who support military families. So these are military service providers, cooperative extension educators, um, community partners out there. So basically everyone who takes part of the overall military family readiness system um, is encouraged to attend the this year's Academy. So we'll go ahead and get a link. Um for registration information about the the course, we'll get that link in the program notes. Um, so, final thoughts, uh, Keith. I'll invite you to go first. Well, I, I think it's important to to keep in mind how what I said at the at the outset how our land grant universities and cooperative extension systems, state by state, are well positioned to act as force multipliers in this broader military family readiness mission. And that in, in particular, in this area of diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, we have the, the unique attribute of being able to cut through 
some of the noise out there, whether whether that comes from uh, media, whether that comes from you know very sort of divisive politics or what have you, we're able to cut through that in such a way that I I believe that military families practitioners are going to find comfort and a safe space to explore these ideas and come to a, a place where they are feeling much better equipped to service military families in this space with their questions, with their concerns in order for those families and the service members that they support to be ready, to be capable of executing their important missions and doing their duties and, and upholding their oaths without without the noise or the, the dissonance of competing narratives or discourses in this space. So I'm, I'm really excited about what we're going to be doing. Uh, I'm excited about my colleagues who have, have developed the materials and the curriculum. I'm super excited about the support we've received from DOD, Rose and her colleagues and all the subject matter experts and, and up the chain all the way to the top where we, we've experienced a lot of support and a lot of encouragement. So grateful for the opportunity to be in this space. As a veteran, also grateful that we're addressing these issues and uh, looking forward to seeing many of you uh, in, in those uh, asynchronous courses uh, coming up here next month. Keith, I share your thoughts. Uh, I am super excited about this opportunity to take part of this awesome Academy series coming up. And for all the service providers out there, no matter what your discipline is, uh, the Academy series will have something for you. You will be able to connect, network with other professionals, uh, share experiences, exchange ideas. So basically connect with your fellow family service providers. So I invite all of you to join the month-long Academy experience. Well, thank you very much to the both of you. Rose Anderson with the Office of Military Family Readiness Policy and Dr. Keith Tidball is Assistant Director of Cornell Cooperative Extension at Cornell University. And uh, thank you for listening to the Military One Source podcast. You know, we're an official resource of the Defense Department and we have all kinds of topics. We really want you to subscribe. All kinds of topics helping military families navigate military life. So stay with us. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye.